Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to thank you today for tuning in with us for just a few minutes as we're studying God's Word together. And we thank you again uh, for being here today. What a blessing it is uh, to have a copy of God's Word. I want to encourage you this morning, if you have a copy of God's precious Word nearby, I'd like for you to open it up with me today as we look together to the Gospel of Mark. We've entitled this study, A Journey Through Mark. And today we're looking, begin reading, we will begin reading in verse number 14 uh, of Mark's Gospel, chapter number nine. Jesus was now making his way back down the mountain and with him was three of his disciples, those three that we call the inner circle. Peter, James, and John, and they had witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus. The transfiguration was a, a revealing of the glory of the Son of God for who he really is, and they saw him in his glory, and now they were traveling back down the mountain, and we have been studying about the transfiguration for several days, and I hope and pray that it's been a help to you and an encouragement to you as well. But we must remember as we're reading this that Jesus had separated himself and he was on the mountaintop and he took three who we call the inner circle with him, but it left the others remaining. And we think about that this morning. These remaining disciples were not at all alone. In fact, there was a, a great crowd of people there with them. So again, if you found your Bible this morning and you have it open with me, let's read together from the Word of God, Mark chapter number 9 and verse number 14. And the Bible says, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. You see, Jesus' absence, and I, and I put it down this way, the surrounded disciples, Jesus' absence did not dismiss the crowds that was following after him. In fact, the three, the three, the inner circle uh, of these disciples had seen the heavenly sight of the glorified Savior on the mountain. But let me say it this way, mountaintop experiences are mostly very short-lived. In fact, the, on the top of the mountain, it is probably the smallest area of the mountain. So you're not going to be able to stay on the mountaintops too awfully long. 
as they made their way down the mountain, there they were, the disciples that were remaining, were surrounded by a great multitude of people, thousands of people, very likely, that were people who were longing and waiting on Jesus to return. But not only do we see the surrounded disciples, but I see the scribes questioning. Look, in with, look again with me in verse number 14, Mark chapter 9. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Now, Jesus saw the crowds of people that had surrounded his disciples. And Jesus also saw the scribes who were challenging his disciples. In fact, I would say the disciples without Jesus were just simply pray for these religionists. And let me say it to you and I, without the power of Jesus and his daily presence with you and I, and that is the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And by the way, let me say it this way. The Bible declares that the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ. And that Spirit indwells the believer. Where would we be if it were not for the Spirit and the power of God that was upon our life? I'll say to you and I that we would be easy prey for the devil. And as I'm looking at this, I would say that the disciples were without Jesus, easy and simple prey for these evil religions. You see the scribes, you remember the only reason that they had traveled from Jerusalem to the area of Galilee was to find something to accuse Jesus of. And we know the Lord was guilty of no crimes. He did nothing against the law of God. He came not to destroy the law or the prophets, but to fulfill the law. So we see the scribes were questioning and they were head to head in conversation, no doubt, with the disciples when Jesus came upon the crowd. And then thirdly, this morning, we've seen the surrounded disciples and the scribes questioning. But I put down one more thing in verse number 15, and I marvel at this verse. I put down the Savior saluted. In verse number 15, the Bible says, and straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. Now, there it was, the one they'd been waiting on for some time had come back. He had returned, and there was Jesus standing before them. I imagine the disciples that had been remaining there and were dealing with those, with those scribes were breathing a little bit easier now that Jesus had returned. But I want you to notice as we look at verse number 15, we must notice, and I want you to draw in your attention for just a moment to a phrase in that verse. It's a very interesting thing. In verse number 15, notice the phrase, were greatly amazed. Now that is a interesting Greek word. It's ekthambetho. Ekthambetho. And it means to astonish utterly. It means affright. It means greatly 
amazed or sore amazed. Oftentimes in the Bible, we find that word sore, and it means to be amazed, greatly amazed. And let me just give you some insight here. As I was studying this, I began to realize that this is a unique word in our Bible. This phrase, we're greatly amazed, the, the Greek word, ek fam betho, it is an interesting thing. It is only uh, used four times in all the Bible. Now we know that the Old Testament is translation mainly of the Hebrew text, and then the New Testament is, is a translation from the Greek text. And as we're looking at this, I want to say this Greek word coming into the New Testament, that's the Greek. And as we think about that, only four times in all the Bible in the New Testament do you find this word, as I said, ek. Fem Betho. And as I think about that, it's unique not only to the New Testament, uh, just four times recorded, but it is very unique and it is only found in the Gospel of Mark. You won't find that word anywhere else in your Bible other than the Gospel of Mark. So what it, what I mean is that you'll not find it any other place. It, you, hard as you may search and you may dig into it, but you will not find it anywhere else. Now here in your text is the first time that you'll find this word given to us. And then in Mark chapter 14, in verse number 33, and in Mark 16, verse 5 and 6, are the other three times for a total of four times that this unique word is used. And let me just look at it just for a moment. I want to read you where else it's used, and I want you to consider how Mark is using it here in chapter 9. In Mark 14, verse 33, the Bible says, And he taketh with him Peter and James and John. There they are. Peter, James, and John again, and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. So here we are, we're in now in the Garden of Gethsemane, and the phrase to be sore amazed is this same Greek word, ekthambetho, and it is there in the text in Mark 14, verse 33, when Jesus was in the garden to be sore amazed. In other words, he he was greatly amazed. He was greatly vexed. His spirit was. And then the Bible says in Mark 16, verse 5 and 6, it's used the other two times, not only at the Garden of Gethsemane in chapter 14, but in chapter 16 of the Gospel of Mark, it is used at the resurrection. The Bible says in Mark 16, 5, and entering, entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrightened. And that phrase, and they were affrightened, is our same Greek word, ekthambetho. As I look at that, I marvel. And then in the very next verse, it says this, Verse number six of Mark 16. And he saith unto them, be not affrighted. And there's our word again. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Now I want to go back to Mark 9 and verse 15. 
the Bible says, and straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. What was it that, that caused them to be so amazed? By the way, it was the same Jesus that had, that had only left them a few days before. It was the same Jesus whom they had seen before. No doubt many of them had, had, had put their eyes upon him. And now the Bible says that they were greatly amazed at his appearance. Jesus had come down from the Mount of the Transfiguration. Now, just suppose, could it be that he still had some of the lingering glory and splendor upon his physical countenance? Well, we don't know for sure, but there was some reason why they were greatly amazed. The Bible, it, the words in the Bible are there for a purpose. And oftentimes it is we just read those verses and we go right on without ever considering what it is the Bible is saying to you and I. Could it be that the Lord, some of the glory of God was still upon him? He had just come down from the mountain where he'd been transfigured before his disciples. Well, I don't know, but I do wonder. And it's an amazing thought. So Mark teaches us that that this was a very, very amazing thing. And when, when the people, when they saw Jesus, they were utterly amazed. And, and in fact, almost to the point that they, they were so frightened. And that's what the scripture teaches us by the definition of that word. I go back to, to the word, the definition, to astonish utterly to affright, to greatly, or to be sorely amazed, just as it was as he was in the garden. He was amazed, to be sore amazed. And just as it was as they entered into the sepulcher and they saw the angel there clothed in a long white garment, and they were affright. So it was that the people, when they saw Jesus, they were greatly amazed. I marvel at the word of God. And running to him, saluted him. Can I tell you this morning, we have a great savior. He's a wonderful savior to me. And I told you I was going to try to be short today on the message, but it seems like my time has come and escaped us. And I've, I've been a little bit longer than I'm supposed to, but Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion time. Thank you so much for being with us today. May God bless you. Just breathe.